Welcome to the Pure Grace Podcast, Becoming Love. I'm your host, Nevi G. In this first season of the podcast, you'll hear my evolution with my relationship with the divine and spirituality, which has a lot to do with becoming love instead of searching for it outside of myself. The episodes are short and sweet. The season's for you if you're a spiritual seeker on the journey of self-ascension, self-love, self-mastery, apparent a woman who may feel conflicted, young woman seeking comfort or mentorship, or really anyone who's just curious about how I became who I am today. I'm a community builder and leader. I'm a certified coach and yoga instructor. I have a bachelor's degree in communication, which is kind of fascinating because here I am doing a podcast. And for a while, I thought my degree was kind of pointless and I should have done something else. Ha, ah, universe always knows. Uh, I have a minor in psychology as well as being a dance teacher, fire performer, DJ, entrepreneur, partner, and mother, daughter, granddaughter. (laughs) I have an online community membership, which you can join. It's called Pure Grace Community, and we meet weekly and do spiritual books. So let me know if you want to join that. I also have two courses, Revive Your Essence, which is basically going through all of the stuff that I went through to get me here. So self-forgiveness, learning how to understand energy, intuition, boundaries, so on and so forth. And then Luna Magic Method is about daughters right into passage. So that's for passage into womanhood. That's for moms and daughters. My website is nevegrace.com, N-E-V-E-G-R-A-C-E.com. And you can go there to find more information on any of the things I mentioned. My Facebook page is Free Spirit Creatrix, as well as my YouTube, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Ever Free Spirit. I'd like to take this moment to thank you. I am truly honored by you being here now and listening to the show. So today I pulled the card love. It's not about finding love. You are love itself. Help me, Lord, to send so much compassion and caring to my inner child that I always remember I myself am love. And in this episode, you'll hear me mention benefits to traveling, 3D, 5D, 9D, and working to do what I love and making income from that. So I hope you enjoy the episode. While I was in this friendship with my twin flame, I discovered, as I mentioned in the last episode, self-ascension and 3D, 4D, 5D. And I just wanted to comment on this a little bit, because if you're on this journey, it's a little, (laughs) it can be a little interesting. So 3D, uh, 3D consciousness is you're still associated with your ego. You're still serving yourself. There's a lot of duality and polarization. You're still using labels. You still feel separation, uh, control. You're still trying to follow rules. There's materialism. There's this, I got to work hard to produce more kind of patriarchal masculine mindset, linear thinking, um, you're feeling a lot of lower emotions, a lot of fear-based 
programming uh, and victim mentality. And it's just kind of dense, slow, heavy. When I think of 3D consciousness, I think of the news, also known as propaganda, that is going on. It's like a lot of fear, a lot of duality. Like, you know, the blue party's the party. Oh, the red party's the party. Okay. Like, get a vaccination. Don't get a vaccination. I mean, like, all of that is very 3D. Then you have 4D, which is what was happening with when I was talking to my twin flame. We were in 4D, I think, for at least the beginning, which is where you're kind of a mixed state. You're in this mixed state gateway between three and five. So you're becoming a conscious being. You're expanding in your awareness. Um, There's a lot of challenging old belief system that like you're challenged by your old belief system. Um, There's still comparison and duality. You're seeking the answers, though. You're starting to understand more. There's an awareness of connection and spirituality that's different. You have more compassion for yourself and others. You're aligning more with your purpose. You're remembering. It's the biggest thing is remembering. You're starting to have a lot of synchronicities. So you're, you might be seeing one, 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 or one, two, three, four, or five, 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 or two, 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 right? A lot of these sets of numbers and you're starting to see them as signs. And then you're having a conversation with someone that has something to do with something you listened to earlier, right? So you're having a lot more synchronicities, uh, a little bit more of a flexible reality. You're getting faster at manifesting and you're feeling more connected. That's 40. It's kind of tumultuous because you're kind of going back and forth when you're in this ascension process from 3D to 5D. 5D, you could define it as unity consciousness, aligning with the divine, being heart-centered, serving others, you're purpose-based, you're connected, you have high frequency, you're very authentic, uh, activated senses, you can fall into flow state really easily, abundance, um, unconditional sharing. There's no competitiveness anymore. It's all collaboration. Uh, You feel supported. You're co-creating. It's effortless, universal knowledge. Okay, so it's just way nicer. It's a way nicer reality to be in. Uh, I would say I've been in 5D consciousness for a while now. So (laughs) let me tell you, it is so much nicer than 3D. And 4D is really that gateway, that mixed gateway where you're kind of going back between duality and not duality being fear, having fear and being confused to like being super heart centered and getting more uh, connected to your purpose. So there's this 4D gateway that's like back and forth and back and forth. Uh, That's kind of what 4D felt to me. And this is what was happening. This was what was going on for me while I was pregnant is this 4D and after, and also when I had a baby, little baby, just being in this 4D, like going back and forth between consciousness. Now, I just define those because I think it's important for you to identify now as you're listening, like where you're at in that process, because the planet has already ascended, like Gaia is ascended, the the grids are set, the frequencies are here, like we can hold a higher vibration or um, I don't really like higher and lower because it's still a little bit dualistic, but you get the idea. It's important to use words that help the ideas form. So in my relationship with my twin flame, it really taught me to follow my spirit more and to follow the flow of the universe and to pay attention 
when I met people that I had like a spiritual resonance with, like I, I was highly attuned now to, okay, people coming into my life, there's always a reason and different people have different vibrations. And like, it was just a, it was kind of an eye opening thing. And it taught me that I still also needed to work on healthy boundaries, that I still had codependency patterns and also how to surrender, really just surrendering to what's happening, taking the good as gifts and taking everything else as learnings. So Tanzan is born, which I mentioned in the last episode and literally to the day He's 10 weeks old. That morning, I wake up. I remember I'm laying in bed. I see the sunlight starting to come through the window. And I'm like, holy guacamole. I'm like, where am I? Who am I? How did I get here? Like, my spirit is just snaps awake. I don't know how or why exactly I woke up that morning. Maybe the pregnancy fog was over. I'm not sure. But all of a sudden, I was aware that I had followed the programming, the unconscious programming that had been um, instilled in me. So what that was is, you know, get find a partner that can that has a good job who can support you so that you can make babies and homeschool them. That was kind of what my upbringing, whatever, that's what had unconsciously been pressed into my awareness was following that. And I had done that. And I was like, wait, this is not, this is not what I came back for. This is not what my spirit was about. And, you know, 10 weeks, he's 10 weeks old. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I need to have a conversation with his dad. Like we need to, like, oh, oh no, like, what am I going to do? And so I started, you know, teaching yoga again at the gym, I think about 10 weeks old when Tanzan was 10 weeks old, I spent that first 10 weeks literally just cuddling with him and nursing and watching anime with my sister. So that was a really precious time. And I'm so grateful to the universe and to Tanzan's father for having me being providing that cushion so that I could just be with my little new baby and love on him because that was very, very healing and wholesome time to let my body heal and to really connect a strong bond with my son. Oh my gosh. He was the funniest baby. (laughs) Just as a comment, he would get the hiccups because he would nurse so quickly that he would get hiccups every time after he nursed. So he would have hiccups like 11 times a day. It was the funniest thing. He also can move his eyebrows independent of one another. So he would be nursing and like lift one eyebrow at me. (laughs) <laughs> I was always like, what the heck is this baby doing? Anyway, total joy, bliss. I love being with my son, my son during those first 10 weeks. And then I was hit with this spiritual enlightenment hit. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I just woke up, I just woke up to all my patterns. And I was like, well, not all of them. Cause there's, I'm sure there's more, but I woke up to some really huge ones that had been dictating my life decisions. And I was like, wow. So now what do I do? So I had to have a conversation with his dad and that, you know, we had lots of conversations and they weren't going in the direction that I was kind of hoping they would, which was like, let's be self-reflective and get help and work on our communication and all these things. Uh, He wasn't interested. So I started to ask the universe, like, Hey, I need somewhere 
else to live because I don't think I can stay here. It's not going to be healthy for me to, for my spirit to stay. And I had a friend, well, now he's a friend, but he came to yoga and it was that instant soul connection thing. And I'm like, oh, whoa, you're into this. Oh, I'm into this. Like you're into Neil Douglas Klotz. Oh, me too. Like, oh, you're into sacred sexuality. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, you're into like, and we just went back and forth for about an hour after yoga. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Like this, I have another soul connection with this person and it feels like there's something there and I don't know what it is. Well, you know, months later, he puts up a thing on the yoga board. Like he's like, I need to, I need a roommate because my, my rent's high and I'd love some help and I have an extra room. And I was like, oh, I need a place to stay. This is great. Can I be your roommate? And so we ended up being roommates and that was totally a godsend. That was a universal divine appointment. And he really allowed me with my low rent that was so close to my son's uh, father's house. It just allowed me to take like that little baby step into independence. And, you know, at the time I'm teaching yoga I'm, I'm doing my dance on Mondays, but I really, I don't have enough income to support a baby. Even with his dad helping me, I don't have enough income to support myself. Um, so blessings and love to my roommate because that was really crucial. Uh, he also might've definitely did uh, <laughs> design the podcast image that you see with me playing ukulele. So kudos to him. We're still really great friends, but yeah, that was, that was pivotal. I really needed I really needed some assistance at that point. And it was funny because he was like, Hey, do you listen to podcasts? And I was like, no, I don't really listen to podcasts. What are podcasts? You know, and he showed me on my iPhone where the podcasting app was. And I was like, Oh, this is a whole new world. <laughs> Whoa. What is podcasts? And he looked up this one called yoga healer. And he was like, Hey, why don't you listen to this? It has yoga in the name and you're into healing. And I'm like, okay. So I start listening and this now friend offered coaching program to help you have an income. And I was like, Whoa, I need an income. And I definitely have, I'm definitely on the path and have always been on the path of making money, doing what I love. My energy, I valued my energy. I valued my time. And so even though I had no money, really, I just had enough to survive at that point. I invested $7,500 in a health coaching program because she said, you know, I'm going to teach you how to make that money back. And I was like, okay, I've never done anything like this, but I'm trusting this is how I, how I feel guided. And I learned, you know, I loved Yoga Healer because it was Ayurveda and yoga. And I really wanted friends, yoga friends who were into Ayurveda, because if you're not really into Ayurveda yet, it's like, it feels less dense or there's less depth to your yoga practice because you're teaching yoga maybe and stretching and meditating. But if you're not living habits of a yogi, then you're really, your consciousness can only expand so far. And I, that's what I had been learning from my Dinacharya practice, my daily rhythm practice from Ayurveda. After joining this community of yoga healers, and Ayurvedic healers. And um, there's all kinds of types of women and a couple men in that community. 
I started to have really awesome friends around the world and I started to improve my habits even more. So I had already been working on my habits, but I started to sleep better and go to bed earlier. And I started intermittent fasting. And at the same time, there was a group of yoga teachers who did donation yoga and this Bob Brigade. And they invited me to join them as a Bob Brigade teacher. So that was great. So I started teaching yoga outside for donation while I'm working on my health coaching certification. And I start my first health coaching group. And it's amazing. I'm learning how to hold space for others to have transformational journeys. And this is totally resonating with me. And this is really when I start to post more on social media as well, because that's what they say you have to do. So I'm like, okay, I've always loved social media. So. Uh, So that was just a really rich time of learning and redeveloping myself and my identity as a independent from any partner. And I learned how that online communities can change your life. Like my life completely changed. I had a connection with lots of women that were super awesome all over around the world. And now, and they, and they were doing, they were living Ayurveda and teaching yoga and like the caliber of my friends, like I felt like they just improved so much because of the internet which is really cool because when I was growing up, you couldn't make friends with people from all around the world. That wasn't a thing yet. So that was very cool. So I'm kind of coming into myself as a coach. I'm teaching now, coaching, leading groups, and I'm creating an income for myself so I can support my son and me. If you remember Maya, I mentioned her in a past episode. So she actually passed away a little while after I had had my son. And one of the girls in my coaching group, part of our agreement was to trade. Um, She paid for some of coaching and then the rest of it, she was doing massage on me. Well, one time she was doing a massage and she's a total awesome healer person. I love her. So shout out. Anyway, so she was giving me a massage and Maya came to me in a vision dream thing during the massage and said, go to my house today. And I was like, okay, because I know she had just passed recently, like a couple months ago. And I was like, all right. So I finished my massage. I got my son. I drove out to her house and her brother was there. And he allowed me to go into her room and she was guiding me spiritually. And she guided me to get like two or three things that were hers. Um, and one of them was this deck of cards, an Oracle deck, or I think it's, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a really cool deck. And so I took the deck and later that week I was teaching yoga well, I don't think it was yoga. It was like a special sound healing collaboration with one of my friends. It was a special class. And while at the class, I was guided to get her cards, to pull them out and give everybody a card. Well, two of the people, maybe three of the people, at least two of the people knew Maya and hadn't really gotten to mourn or say bye to her. And so me sharing her cards and my story touched their hearts and they got to have this kind of grieving, but connection process with her. She's the coolest because now I'm talking about her and I can feel her presence in the room. (laughs) Hi, Maya. Like she just 
such a cool teacher. So anyway, I wanted to share that story because it's really fascinating when you're open, um, what can happen, you know, in these different states that we humans can go into. So I don't really have a lot more left in my story to share. It's been a really fun season. I think as far as a, you know, maybe a closing thing is 2017 to 2018. Um, in 2017, I re- reconnected with Ryan, who was my first husband, if you remember from an earlier episode. And it was funny because his second wife messaged me and said, we're not together anymore. So you can talk to him now. I was thinking, okay, <laughs> interesting. So I reach out to ask him how he's doing and we reconnect and end up uh, being roommates and healing all of the drama from our past and becoming really close friends again, which is pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> um, and while we were healing, uh, he was in Alaska at the time. So he came back uh, to the East coast and to Virginia. So while we were healing our past and uh, we were dressing in steampunk and playing Pokemon and just having, having a grand old time, 2017, going to the beach, uh, we decided to go meet Sri and Kira in Ecuador at Tosa Blue Mountain, which is their home and retreat center. And that was for a ninth dimensional activation. So I started this episode talking about 3D, 4D, and 5D. I'm not going to explain the other dimensions because it gets a little intense. But what I will say is that that activation worked. Okay, I went and again, my life changed. I remember coming back from Ecuador. And I remember I had like my first sip of alcohol it was like a beer, or a glass of wine or something. And it literally tasted like rubbing alcohol. Like I could not drink alcohol. I was so, cause alcohol is poison. Let's just be clear. Right. It's totally poison. So it was really fascinating um, how that activation, I did a quantum evasive healing. I became certified in quantum healings and I did a bunch of healings in Ecuador. And then also when I came back, I had to do a bunch to finish my certification. So I did them on my coaching group members. And that was just, it was something happened that was crazy and life-changing. It's hard to put it into words, but I went to the ninth dimension and I met some ascended masters and I did a bunch of crazy meditations and really learned deeper trust, deeper surrender, deeper heart-centeredness. And yeah, it was, I'll just say life-changing. I don't know what else to say besides life-changing. When we went on that trip, we actually went to one of the only places in the world that still has a matriarchal shrine to the goddess mother, which I didn't even realize was going on at the time. Um, And since then, I've studied a lot about the great cosmic mother. And if you want to know more, there's the great cosmic mother is a book rediscovering the religions of the world. You'll find pretty much anything you need to know about being a woman or a feminist or matriarchal culture in there. It's a pretty great book, kind of thick and dense. Um, And that was something that my group went through earlier this year. And just to remember like, wow, I was actually in one of the, one of the sacred places in the world that still honors the great cosmic mother. And we did a ceremony there and we called in the directions and we had a shaman lady leading us. And it was just, it was powerful. It was really powerful. So I am a huge fan 
of going on experiential spiritual experiences, whether it's a yoga retreat, a ninth dimensional activation, uh, something for the summer solstice. I mean, I am a huge fan because these things are similar to bhakti yoga and tantric sex, where it just jumps, jumps you ahead of your, where your evolutionary path might normally be going. I mean, anytime that you travel, your awareness and your perception can expand, uh, but especially if it's focused on a spiritual thing. So I think that that's kind of going to end out our first season, which is really fascinating because this is episode eight. This is the infinity episode. So I love you so much. Thank you for being here for season one. And I will let you know when season two is beginning. It will begin soon. And it's all about the feminine, female relationships, mothers, daughters, sisters, cousins. And uh, yeah, you'll have to listen more to know more. (laughs) All right. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful, amazing day. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. It looks like our time has come to an end. So until we meet again, I'm sending you love.